Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to another episode. It is um, a beautiful Friday. Kidding. It's not beautiful at all. It's actually really, really gloomy. It's been gloomy for the past week. I looked at the weather yesterday and up until next Saturday, which is how far the weather goes, like 10 days, it's only going to be clouds. Only clouds, only snow. And I'm sad about that. But if we think about the positive, um... I'm in a good mood too because I was just reading your guys' DMs to my Instagram for the podcast, which is at Between You and Me Podcast. And you guys are so nice. Like the words and like sincere messages that I get from you guys, you don't understand how much it like fuels my soul to know that I'm making at least like a fraction of an impact in your guys' life whether it be heartbreak, friendship, just to hear something that's somewhat relatable or to learn something, it makes me really, really happy that you guys are enjoying this because like it hasn't even been a year of this podcast yet. And I remember thinking about making this podcast for so long and feeling like I wanted to make this comfortable space for people to be able to listen and hear different perspectives from on a million different topics that I know that a lot of us at this point in our lives where we're, you know, starting adulthood or in our early 20s or just turning 20, like around that time frame can all relate to. And sometimes it's just like we don't hear enough of it, um, subjects like these on social media. So yeah, I'm really happy. I don't know. I just had to say that, get that one out of the way. But like I said, welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. It's Alex, of course. Nobody else here today. It's just me, myself, and I. Um, Sitting on the bed, we've got Milo next to me, and I'm ready to go with this episode. It's something that I was thinking about making for a while, okay? And I want to preface my thought process behind this episode because it's going to be a little bit different to what I normally do. So, I made an episode on heartbreak and it was my very first episode of last season. If you guys haven't heard it, it's like one of my most listened to episodes. I can't remember what it's called. What the hell? It's called How I Healed My Heartbreak, something along those lines, something about me healing my heartbreak. And I talked to you guys on a very, very emotional level, what it was like to experience a heartbreak and how I chose to heal and, you know, my whole thought process behind everything and how much my emotions affected me during that time, how my mindset changed and all of the above. So if you haven't listened to that, I recommend you listen to that before you listen to this because we're taking a whole nother spin on the heartbreak, breakup type of uh, subject here. So coming from a super emotional person, I am probably 90% emotion, 10% logic, which is not 
really good. It's not a good ratio. I would like to be 50-50, maybe 60% emotion just because I think it's more um it's more me. But I would like to have a little bit more of a grasp on my logical brain, logical mind, and especially during moments where I am more emotional because it would probably benefit me. So, you know, we'll make that a goal of mine. But as a very emotional human being, I struggled a lot with the really logical perspective of a breakup. During the time of heartbreak, I was, like I said, 90% emotions. There was so little logic guiding me throughout that time. And it would only come during the points where like my emotions had been so strung out because I had just, you know, been crying all day or like just had used up every single ounce of emotion I had that at the end, you don't really have any more emotion left. It's just numbness. And that's the point where the logic kicked in. And I would have like about 15 minutes of the day where I would start thinking about things logically right when this breakup happened. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to be fine. You know, I got to do this. I got to do that. It's going to be good. So what I'm doing today is I'm going to take you guys through the logistics behind a breakup, canceling out any type of emotional talk to give you guys basic things to follow, basic rules almost to follow that will help you guys heal and move on in the easiest way possible. Now, like I said, this is not emotion-based because I know for a fact every single thing that I'm going to talk about today is extremely hard to do, but they are all so, so extremely beneficial for you in order to heal and move on in the most seamless way possible. I'm not saying it's going to be so much quicker if you do these things. I'm not saying it's going to be so much easier. It's probably going to be harder, but it will allow you to move on in a more seamless way and allow you to transition through the heartbreak in a way that's just going to allow you to get there in a quicker, although time is not really the issue here because for everybody it will be different, but quicker than if you didn't do these things, okay? Now, another thing I wanted to say is that I did say in my heartbreak episode, the other one that I was talking about, that there is no rule book and there is no handbook to heartbreak. It's true, there isn't. But I am still going to make this. This is my handbook and this is my rule book based completely off of logic and no emotion, which is why you guys have to take this and use it towards 50% of your healing process and let the other 50% be the emotions that you allow yourself to feel and allow yourself to go through. Okay, I hope that was a good preface. I just wanted to say that because this sounds very straightforward. It's very like almost scientific based to allow you to heal and move on quicker but it doesn't take into account that these things are going to be very difficult. They're going to be very hard. They're going to hurt a lot, um, but they will benefit you in the long run. Okay, cool. All right, the breakup rule book. We are going to start off with the first and most obvious one. <clears throat> now I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this probably 500 times today. No contact. No contact. When your relationship's done, it is done. Our brain can make up a million excuses to why this person might come back, maybe what you've done wrong, and make us want to go back and fix things. But at the end of the day, a simple question that you can ask yourself is, why did we break up? Whose responsibility is it to fix whatever the reason is? Is it their responsibility? Is it your responsibility? Are you capable of fixing it? 
Is this person, other person capable of fixing it? And really ask yourself, do you genuinely think that this problem can be fixed? Because if the problem isn't fixed, there's no purpose to get back together with this person if the problem cannot be resolved, okay? Chances are breakups are built up emotion, built up problems, built up things that are just not working, compatibility that's just not going right between two people. Chances are the answer is no. Take that and remember and keep reminding yourself it's over, the relationship is done, okay? So when you have this mindset, you need to do certain things to help you move on. And what I said before is no contact. Let me tell you guys what this entails. No talking to this person. Once you've had that final conversation, whatever it is, no more talking. There's no reason to reach back out. There's no reason to check how this person's doing. There's no reason to have any form of friendship after the breakup because these things will just keep you connected to this person and if you were in a serious relationship where you were in love let me tell you this it's impossible for you guys to stay friends and we'll get into that later so no contact means no talking texting calling facetiming nothing remove them off of social media stop checking up on them these things are seriously the hardest things to do but when you remove them off of social media you stop from subconsciously or consciously posting for them you know when you have a crush on someone you follow them on instagram you have them on snapchat whatever it is and you're posting because you know they're gonna see it it's the same thing you post on your stories you post on your whatever because you know this person's going to see it. Now, this can make you do stupid things. When we're filled with emotions, it makes you do stupid things. It makes you post the most randomest shit because you know this person's going to see it. It makes you post a heartbreak quote because you know that person's going to see it. It makes you post a hot selfie of yourself because you know that person's going to see it. But it's not going to do anything. It's not going to benefit you. It's not going to make that person want to come back. It's not going to make them say, oh, I fucked up. She's so beautiful. Because chances are it's not because you're not beautiful enough. You are. It's other issues. Okay. So remove them off of social media because you don't need to keep seeing what they're up to. Like 10 out of 10 times, whatever they post is going to hurt you. It doesn't matter what it is. It's going to hurt you. It's going to make you overthink. It's going to make you get into your emotions once again when do you know how much peace you'd gain from just not seeing that person on their social on your social media anymore not stalking them not going through their comments not checking to see if any girls have commented on their pictures it will just save you an unnecessary amount of pain because let's go back to the 19 whatevers the 1970s do you think when your parents were dating and they broke up with their partners Okay, maybe not the 70s, the 80s, whatever. When they broke up with their girlfriend or boyfriend, they could just go and stalk them and see what they're up to? No, they're gone and they're gone. Maybe they'll see them at the library. Maybe they'll see them in class, whatever it is. But they're not going to be able to consistently see this person on their phone whenever they want to. Another thing that has to do with no contact is don't ask people about him or her. Okay, if you have any mutual friends, if you have any people that know your ex, if you have anybody that keeps you guys kind of in the same circle somewhat, don't go out of your way to ask this person and be like, what have they been doing? Have they been not, you know, doing this? Have they been doing that? Have they been going out? 
Have they been like, do they look happy? Do they look sad? Da, 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 da. What is that going to benefit you? If you know that they're sad, of course they're sad. You're sad too. They're going to be sad. If they don't look like they're sad, they still are sad, bro. They're just good at faking it. Everybody's good at putting a face out when they go in public to make them seem like they're okay. And they might not actually be okay on the inside. But all you're going to hear is them saying like, yeah, Brad is great. He just came out to the bar last night. He's having, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we don't want to hear that. That's not going to benefit you. We don't care. Don't ask people about him or her. This is another form of breaking no contact because you're hearing about them. You're getting to know what they're doing. You know what they're up to. You don't want to do that. Now, the science behind all of this is that because you're so extremely attached to this person, not only on a mental level that you're very aware of, but also on a subconscious level, you're physically attached to them. Your body actually craves the serotonin and the dopamine that they would give you on a daily basis getting a hug, getting a kiss, you know, things like that will naturally give your body dopamine and all the feel-good chemicals that you get. So once that's gone, it's essentially really, really similar to the way that somebody, this is kind of an extreme example, but I, I think it's very similar to the way that someone would be addicted to a drug and then go cold turkey, stop using, right? So obviously you're going to have symptoms, you're going to have things reactions to this where you crave this person again and by talking to them texting them facetiming them calling them seeing them on social media seeing their stories just checking their page whatever it is talking to your friend about them you are getting a little bit of that drug back you're getting a little bit of that serotonin a little bit of that dopamine so you're essentially relapsing in a way on this drug, on this love drug. So the longer that you allow yourself to get little pieces of this dopamine, keep checking their social media, keep texting them and checking up on them, you are making it more difficult for your body to get rid of these urges and slowly kind of detox from this person and the need for this person and be able to drop that addiction, if that makes sense. So... The more you do this, the more you hold on to that physical connection and that need for that certain type of dopamine from that person without you even realizing it. You're doing something to your brain without you even realizing it. So this is the no contact rule. And I urge you guys, this is the one most basic and fundamental breakup handbook rule that I can give you guys because it will help you the most. And I know that for a fact because me, myself, I didn't follow these rules. At the beginning, I didn't. It was my first heartbreak. It was my first real actual breakup as well. So it was like, I had no idea what I was supposed to do. Even though I heard from my friends, you know, don't do not do this, don't do that, don't do that. It was also so normal to hear people like, oh yeah, I still stalk. I'm still stalking. I'm still checking up. I'm still texting. I'm still doing that. To hear from other people that they do that, right? So it was just like, okay, you know, if I'm still following this person for this amount of time, it's fine. If I haven't, you know, removed them from my social media, it's fine. But after a while, it it gets taxing. You still have this person after a while on social media, you're still getting reminded of them. What's best for your mental and your brain is to get rid of them as soon as you know the relationship's over and there's nothing left for you. Now, another thing is the physical aspect of things. Actually seeing this person IRL in real life, 
Now, I know in different situations, it can be difficult if this person is in your day-to-day life, if you work with this person, if you go to school with this person, it's going to be very difficult to avoid them on a day-to-day basis, okay? But I recommend you do everything in your power to do so, everything in your power, the same way that seeing this person online and stalking them and texting them and checking up on them. If not, it's even worse to see them in person, okay? So... If you guys have similar friend groups, if you're in situations where you see them at school, do everything in your power to make sure you do not see this person. You don't need to see this person. Trust me, you do not. You don't need to meet up with them. You don't need to see them at the party. You don't even need to go to that party, okay? These things are going to hinder your healing process. And A mindset I want to instill into you guys is think about what your future self would benefit the most from. What is going to make your future self the happiest? Because right now, your current self that's currently going through the heartbreak and is currently. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Feeling the worst emotions is going to feel happy if you see that person. They're going to feel better because they get to fix up on that drug again. They're gonna feel good by texting, but your future self is not gonna feel better. If anything, you're elongating the time period that's gonna take to get over this person by doing stuff now that feels good. And also it's a very, very, very temporary feeling of feeling good. After the instance is over, you feel like crap again. That you, Cause you remember that person's gone. Every temporary situation that you put yourself in now that feels like it might feel good, is not going to last. But doing these things now, like no contact, not meeting up with this person, avoiding this person in real life, is going to make your future self feel so much better. Okay? So live for your future self during this time period. Do everything with the thought process that you want to make sure that your future self is the happiest that they can possibly be. All right. What I mentioned before is a very big subject that I... (laughs) I believe in this statement a little too much. You cannot be friends with an ex. There are exceptions to the rule, but for the most general public, you cannot and you will not be friends with your ex. (laughs) Okay, let me explain. You two were in love and were in a mature relationship. Maybe mature is not the right word. In a serious relationship and you loved each other. There's really no way unless very many years pass, okay, that you can have this person in your life again in a platonic way. I believe that if you are friends with your ex after breaking up with them and being in a serious relationship, you either never loved them or you are still in love with them. And if we go back to the mindset, you're not helping your future self by hanging out with a person that you're still in love with. You're removing the ability for you to be able to move on and to be able to see the other side of things. Put yourself out there to different people 
and experience new things because you are stuck in the same place with the same person, just in a different situation. So no, you can't be friends with your ex. You can't keep in touch and check up on each other and go out for coffee and do this and do that the way that you would with a male friend or a a female friend of yours, a platonic friend. It's not possible. Don't try it. I've seen people in these situations and the only thing that it does is extend your period of heartbreak by a mile, by so, so long. It keeps this person around and chances are it's just so confusing for the both of you because maybe there's a time period where you're like, oh, well, we're getting along really well. We Maybe, you know, we could get back together. Maybe we can work things out. Maybe blah, blah, blah. Nari vibes. If you guys are going to work things out and if you guys are going to get back together, you will know that. You will know because the intentions will change. The actions will change. Everything will change. If you are in the same situation with the same person, they haven't changed. The only thing that's changed is the fact that you're now quote unquote friends. It's not going to happen. Okay. My other exception to the friends thing is if like, let's say 10 fucking years have passed and you're married. (laughs) Okay. Even this situation is a little weird. I don't know. But like, let's say like five, 10 years have passed. You rekindle some sort of friendship not a best friend, but like an acquaintance type of friends, blah, 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 whatever. Maybe then you guys can be friends because so much time has passed that it's like not a weird situation to be in. But even then, I I don't know because I wouldn't be able to say because I haven't experienced it, what that would do to you. Hopefully nothing because, you know, that's a lot of time to pass. But also it's like, you know, if you're in a different relationship and, you know, you're friends with your ex, it's fucking weird regardless. Um... Who knows? I just think, you know, situations like these, they never really work based on many, many stories I've heard and based on the thought process behind my own. I j- it just wouldn't happen. Okay, good. So we've gotten through these couple rules. No contact. Don't talk to this person. Don't reach out to this person. Don't try and see this person in public. You're not going to be friends. You can't continue a relationship with them. You have to basically control alt delete them out of your life like they weren't there to begin with, okay? Take the things that they gave you, put them in a little box, and don't look at them for 20 years, okay? These things are cute in the future. We're gonna look back at, you know, the little notes and the little whatever that we have when we're 70 years old and be like, oh, what a precious moment. What a sweet, you know, time. Because at that point, you're not gonna remember the bad. You're only gonna remember the very, very vague good memories, at that point, it's fine. But right now, you don't need a love letter sitting on your um, countertop to see every single day. You don't need like a picture in your wallet. Okay, you don't need to see those things. So take that stuff, either throw it away if that's the type of person you are and you want to throw them away, or put it in a box and put it in a space that you're never going to look at for a very long time. That's another thing. I forgot to add that one in. Okay, but now that we've gotten the control out delete out of the way, we know that we understand that we're gonna con- we're gonna try and live for our future selves. What happens if they reach out to you? What happens if they're the ones coming to you? What do we, how do we deal with that situation? There's a couple things to consider here. Chances are they miss you and that's completely valid. That's completely fine because you probably miss that person too. They're thinking with emotions and not with logic, which is also valid. And they're thinking that they want to get their dopamine fix. They want to feel that good feeling again. But let's think back to the root of it all. This will not benefit you in the long run and this will not benefit that person in the long run. 
So it's going to take one person to be extra strong, whether it's you or whether it's them, to be strong enough to say no to any conversation, to say no to calling, to say no to meeting up. And you're going to need to do a little something that I like to call the block button. (laughs) Okay, sometimes it's not even with bad intention. Sometimes it's with this intention. Don't get me wrong. If you had the shittiest ex in the world, they cheated on you. They hurt you in a million different ways. I suggest the block button from the jump, from the get-go, from the second you find out about the cheating, right? But let's say you ended off on good terms. Even in these situations, the block button, it's pretty useful, okay? It's pretty useful. You want to hit that block button. You want to stop the ability for this person to reach back out to you and get that dopamine fix and the other way around. It will it will benefit the both of you. If you still have any form of care left for this person, let's say you're the one that broke up with them, hit the block button. Don't let them hurt themselves more by trying to reach out to you and you just trying to be nice and return a nice message to them. You know what I mean? Okay, so another thing is I want you guys to not give up on this process. Like I mentioned at the beginning, there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. There's a lot of pain and because of this it's really easy to get um discouraged if you do make the mistake of texting them or you make the mistake of checking on their social media and getting hurt by whatever you see you know what I mean so I think in these situations it might feel like oh my god I'm doing good I'm doing fine I'm loving life and then you go and do one of these things to break no contact and you screw shit up because now you feel like you've took taken 10 steps backwards and you're really feeling the emotion and really feeling pain but I want to remind you guys that this is normal and if you do mess up slip up don't feel bad about it because these emotions are like waves and the more you fight these urges the easier each wave becomes so by following these rules that I've built up in a confusing way, sorry, I'm, I feel like I explained them confusingly, but these rules of no contact, blah, 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 everything that I said, the more you fight the urges, because let me tell you, at the beginning, the urges are going to be very high. They're going to be like a tsunami type of wave. Everything inside of you is going to say, I want to do this. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I just need to like check this. I just need to text them. I just need to do this. The more you fight those urges, each single time the urge comes up, the less frequent those urges will be and the less high those urges will be. So looking at it as like waves coming in an ocean, right? The first wave is a tsunami. The second wave is a really high tidal wave. The third wave is a regular wave that you see in the ocean. The fourth wave is a smaller one. Sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, it's a little ripple. Tenth, there's no more waves. The waves don't come anymore. You don't feel it anymore. You don't have the urges. You don't have these feelings because each time you fight that urge of breaking that no contact or feeling a little bit of that dopamine in the moment, it allows your body to rely on it less and less and it reminds you that you're doing what's best for yourself because it gets easier each time. So don't forget that. Emotions are like waves and you have the strength. You have the power You have the will inside of you to do it. Now, last but not least, I think this is a really, really, really interesting and important 
thing to note in this rule book for heartbreak and breakups is everybody wonders and everybody wants to know when will you get over this person now for every single person who's listening to this it's going to be different for you and there is no exact time frame that this happens but I listened to a TikTok the other day and it's funny because every single one of my podcasts I'm like oh my god I heard this from a TikTok but at bitch there's a lot of information on there so if I've heard it from TikTok I heard it from TikTok might not be the most reputable source but a girl was talking about this very question when will I get over this person and to put it in my own words and because I related to it so heavily I wanted to describe it to you guys the time frame that you know you'll get over this person is once you stop believing that this person was or is the one for you. I think for a lot of us, if you were broken up with or if you had a mutual breakup, you, or you know what, it could be possible if you broke up with this person because, you know, something, something happened with you and you needed, you needed to not be in a relationship anymore. It can still be hard to get over. So whatever it is, whatever reason you broke up with this person, you can for a long period of time think, especially if it's your first heartbreak, think that this person was the end all be all, that they're the only person that's going to get you in the same way. They're the only person that's going to love you the way that you felt this love, that they're the only person that's ever going to make you feel this way ever again. And that they were the one and you lost the one, okay? That's a mindset that a lot of us have after a breakup because that love is so fresh and that love is so, you know, painful when it's gone that you realize like, shit, you know, maybe I lost the one. And a lot of us cling on to that idea for so long because it takes some time for you to take off those rose-colored glasses and to see things for what they are. So once you stop believing that no one will ever get you like they did or love you like they did, and once you're proven wrong in some way, shape, or form, you will get over that person. That is the time frame that you'll get over this person. Now, sometimes it takes seeing this person again and being reminded of these situations. Sometimes it takes you getting into that mindset and really reflecting on it and seeing it or sometimes it even takes finding somebody that shows you a whole new different kind of love or seeing that spark and that connection with another person and being like holy shit wait I can feel this again I can feel it and better I can feel it and not have all those negative emotions attached to it that I had with the previous person or you know all this attachment that I had with the previous person blah 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 I can have it and it it be good so once you get to that point once those rose-colored glasses are off and you realize babe he was not the one he was not the one I promise you your ex he's not the one okay that's what you're telling yourself and that's what you're choosing to believe and your beliefs are a choice so chances are they were not the one at all everything that came of that relationship and came of that love that you're thinking about comes from you and your ability to love and from all of the good that you searched for in them 
A lot of us are inherently the type of people that will look for the good in others and love the good in others. Everybody comes with their negatives. Everybody comes with their downsides. But when you're in love, you only look at the good and you only strive to see the good in other people. So once you get to that point where you see, you know, they're just like any other person and it's really down to your ability to love and your ability to choose who to love. Are you okay? Yeah. So everything I told you in this little rule book is going to allow you to get to this point where you can stop believing that this person was the one and you will get over this person. Now, with everything in my heart and soul, I know you guys can do it. It is a very difficult time period to be in because like I said, emotions control you during this time period. But I promise you, if you guys follow these rules and these things that I've set up for you guys, you will get to a place where you can leave this person in the past. They can be either a fond memory. They can be a reminder of what you don't want. They can be a story to tell one day, you know, but whatever it is, they will be in your past. They will not be your constant thought every second of the day and you will get over this person. Okay. So that's all I've got for you guys for my heartbreak rule book. I love you guys. I'm wishing you the best of luck if you are going through it right now. Okay. If not, and you're just listening for fun. (laughs) what's up um if you guys haven't heard the other heartbreak episode i recommend you go and listen to it if you're um more wanting to hear more of the emotional side of things and you know not so much the logical side this is very beneficial too but both are beneficial to hear so yeah that's about it i hope you guys have a wonderful beautiful day and don't forget to review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it to and yeah, mere thoughts, what you guys think of it at Between You and Me podcast. Follow the TikTok at Between You and Me pod. And that is all. I love you. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.